Welcome to Season with Salt. This is your host, Dominique Pomonte, and I appreciate you joining my podcast. This episode, I am going to be talking about all kinds of wild things. All sorts of wild things. Um, It has been um, a while since I made a podcast, or at least I... Uh, recorded an episode. Um, I have tried and attempted to do that on many occasions, but um, unfortunately uh, failed. Anyway, in this episode, I'm just going to be talking about a bunch of stuff that has been on my heart and my mind, including the state of education, Colin Kaepernick, Facebook dating, regifting, just a bunch of stuff. So I um, hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to also um, share, as I always do, um, why this podcast is called Season with Saul. Um, it borrows from a scripture in the Bible, Colossians, the fourth chapter in the sixth verse, which says in the New King James Version, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. And I like that scripture, and I use that scripture often because I'm of the opinion that Christians like myself um, can talk about any subject and we can engage in contactual conversation um, and dialogue about anything. I um, mean, we can bring um, a sense um, of respectability um, and, and to any conversation because of our relationship with Christ. And so that's why uh, this episode, this uh, podcast is called Season with Salt because I love Jesus and I want my conversation to be seasoned with salt. So anyway, hope you enjoyed this episode. Please give me some feedback. Please share. Um, appreciate you and uh, happy holidays. There's just a lot to consider, and I think that the first assumption that we cannot make is that we are the only ones that know all the details and facts. I started, um, first of all, I came out on Facebook communicating that I was tired of Cullen Kaepernick. And of course, my feedback was met with a barrage of like, did you know that the NFL, they had him sign a contract that said that he, it's like, great, 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 great. Please don't uh, make the assumption that I um, would make a an, an empty comment about something without calculating the potential for really dumb responses. I shouldn't recall people's responses dumb. I think people have the right intentions. But for me, my exhaustion with the whole situation is that sometimes we don't realize like when we are the victim of like mass media publicity stunts to an extent it's like oh we you know this is an ongoing issue and we need to be abreast of what's going on and we need to talk about it but 
we should all consider this question. When we are spending countless days and hours and minutes discussing the legal battle, the back and forth between Colin Kaepernick and the NFL and these millionaire escapades, what other issues are we ignoring? And, you know, some stuff, I was raised to believe that you don't talk about it in mixed company, so I don't know who's listening to this, but I do want to say that, well, they, they say that black folks do not read. Um, the challenge with being pegged as a group of people that don't read is that we are also a very opinionated people. And so what happens when you have ill-informed people, allegedly, potentially, that have a strong opinion about things and they aggressively, and we, and we can become so aggressively involved in um, pop culture as it pertains to um, like celebrities and stuff and kind of miss the whole mark. And so from my perspective, in this day and time, those of us that wish to be, um, you know, folks standing in the gap for uh, those who are disenfranchised, those who um, are victims of inequality, like there is just an entire list of things that we need to be thinking about. First of all, every citizen in this country should be concerned about the state of politics. Like, and we should all be abreast on what's happening in the U.S. government, like the impeachment, um, the colluding, the all of the things that are happening in our universe, in our world, with our governments, with other governments, like these things have like wild effects on the way that we experience life. Now, the other thing I have to say too, is that we can become so overwhelmed with like national news, right? That we forget the importance of, you know, local politics because local politics that's we've built some monsters at the local level because we have not been um coherent and paying attention to like how folks get on the city council and the school board and 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 local positions and these folks they start their march to power um in uh, in, in little uh, towns and communities um, and in what are considered to be small political races that nobody pays attention and these folks are uh, their their step stool to power even in, with their bias in tow is little political races where they won by 2,000 votes and we need to be it's almost like 
every person just needs to take a step back and, and as you are planning for 2020, think about what are the issues that I care about? Like, where can I, what do I need to start in being an advocate um, for myself, my family, disenfranchised folks, uh, underprivileged folks, folks that need a voice, children, women, uh, incarcerated folks. I mean, we just have a, a whole lot of stuff to be thinking about, and you just don't hear people talking about like the mass amount of information and causes that we could be thinking about that we neglect because we are enamored by pop culture and its overlap with sports and and I'm I'm I love sports. I, I, I love the NFL. I play fantasy football. I'm a big college football fan. I, I love all that. But I also have take some inventory in my own life about when I become so overwhelmed with what's going on in sports, but I forget about the things that, that matter, the things that I care about, the things that God has called me to be on this earth to do and to care about and to think through as a champion. And so it's not that people should not champion the, the, the efforts of Colin Kaepernick. It, to an extent, depending on what you're calling and your passion is, this might be a worthy cause for you to be being a social media soldier against the inequality that you perhaps might feel that Colin Kaepernick is experiencing because he is not able to be um, in the NFL. I, that's, that is, it might be somebody's thing. But we need to all have a thing, right? Like we need to all be, if you got kids, you need to be concerned about the state of education. And I was thinking about this, this kind of came up to me, speaking of education, speaking of education. I was reading an article, it had to be like in the New York Times, maybe it was the New York Times, where the article was about how Betsy DeVos, she is the um, Secretary of Education, and she is one of the most hated um, um, appointments of Donald Trump. Like, folks cannot stand her. It was so bad that that even Republicans were like, nah, this is a bad move. Betsy DeVos is this rich millionaire lady that supports all these campaigns, that is the voice of the, the current, the past, the current, and the future of education because of the privilege that she has been given due to the financial contributions that she has made to Republicans. And I mean, so bad until the vice president had to cast the uh, tie-breaking vote in order for her to be appointed. She's one of the most disregarded cabinet members of Donald Trump. However, she is one of the longest tenure folks too. And it is shocking to me. And I have to ask myself, like as hard as I worked to ensure that she didn't get appointed, what have I been doing since? Like, and I've been doing stuff. I mean, I'm not like some random dude. I mean, I try to do, I, I care about education and the status of our children and, you know, th that kind of thing. So, but I, 
I don't know if I if I have been as consistent in 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 caring about the potential destruction that people like Betsy DeVos can do, like on a large scale, and that's that's a part of the 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 challenge that we have, like just in America in general. Like we are forgetting or not paying attention to the things that matter. And it's almost like folks know how to get stuff in the news to take our attention off of things that matter. I, on the same day that everybody was talking about Colin Kaepernick, ironically, I was like concerned about the state of after school programs at, in K through 12 and, 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 the, and, and how difficult it is in these days and times to sustain sports programs and programs where kids can become more physical. Then you take into consideration like the lack of sports programs. Like you, when I was growing up, you could go to the YMCA, you can go to all kinds of public gyms and you're even the gym at your institution was open and you could play there. Now you have uh, educational facilities in food deserts with no athletic or physical education programs. So while we as adults are dealing with obesity and, 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 and heart disease and things related to our health, our children are being set up for failure because of the places that they're being educated at. And then on a larger scale, the care and concern and passion and expertise that folks in power have with regard to our children and their education. We are in trouble. We are in trouble. We are, we are in trouble. And we really have to decide what we care about. We have to decide what matters the most. We have to take inventory of the issues that should rise to the surface in our life, even because of what we have or who we are. I'm an uncle. I'm a youth pastor. I'm a saint of God. So naturally, I care for children. And I don't just care for church kids either. And this is a whole different, I'm not going to go there. But I think there is greater purpose for all of us. And we have to take the passion that we have around certain popular trends. And we have to bottle some of that passion and pour it over some real issues. I think that's my point. I think that's why I have said out loud that I'm tired of Colin Kaepernick. Now, is Colin Kaepernick, like, the sacrificial... I mean, maybe... Maybe I'm being hard on Colin Kaepernick, and he's just... Maybe I'm buying into the idea... Like, I'm using him as a step stool for, like, my own issue against folks who don't prioritize important issues. It could be that. But I'm also targeting topics that I hear people talking about that... But also, I don't hear them talk about anything else. I mean, folks have listened facts and, and figures and timelines about what happened to Colin Kaepernick, but don't know the state of education in their own communities. And why we are tripping, education 
K through 12 education in particular should be the older you get, the more important it should be because the system is raising up the people that will take care of the of our current generation, right? The doctors and lawyers and 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 psychologists and entrepreneurs are all being sort of not sort of they're all being educated in a Betsy DeVos educational situation where somebody can be responsible for public education who has never had public education I mean no public education I mean none I mean like zilch I mean zero. Did y'all see? Did y'all see that somebody said, and I'm going to clear this up, I know. Somebody said that they asked Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman. Let me read to y'all this article on the root, or some of it, at least. This is what this says. <laughs> this is a mess. Now, first of all, let me stop Let me stop you. Before you start judging and going off on Julia Roberts, me and her were born on the same day. I love her. She is my favorite actress. Do you hear me? My favorite actress. That's not black. Okay? Julia Roberts... First of all, she didn't do anything. So we have to ensure that when we are discussing this story, we do not incriminate or speak ill of her. She didn't do anything. According to Gregory Allen Howard, who apparently is the producer of the movie, This article on The Root says the following. Howard recalled that when somebody, someone pointed out that Roberts couldn't be Harriet, the executive responded, it was so long ago. No one is going to know the difference. Then folks are just going crazy, right? Talking about white savior and all this kind of stuff. I... I'm not gonna lie to you. I did turn my I did tilt my head to the side to kind of see the facial structure of Miss Harriet and Julia Roberts. Now I laughed. I laughed first. Then, secondly, I was like, let me go read this article. And then I read the article. And then thirdly, I was like, let me tilt my head and see if this is possible. And then I came to myself after I had all the information and I thought, leave Julia Roberts alone. Shame on somebody that would even make this assumption. And what can we take from this? We can take a whole lot. Because there are a whole lot of people that do not respect our our history, our art history, our anything. And we need to know. That's how I be paying. You know what? Let me just go back to this Colin Kaepernick thing. You know what disappointed me a little bit? I'm gonna be honest. I'm like pro-black, I, and it's not 
Like, I got a black doctor. I got a black dentist. I need to get a black optometrist. If you know one in Sacramento, let me know. And I, I just believe that as a black person, I should be uplifting and supporting and benefiting from everything brilliant among blacks. And so I was wondering why Colin Kaepernick had a white agent. Now, does he have to have a black agent? No, I'm just thinking, like, geez. Now I'm sure that man is brilliant and gonna get the job done. Like, I just, I mean, I was just wondering that because I have the right to wonder. But back to Harriet. So pretty much a bunch of people are responding like, oh my gosh, you know, how could somebody, you know, you know, make that um, assessment? The article says, um, Roberts, who I presume would have had enough sense to turn this world down if she were presented with it, is plastered all over the internet but the incompetent executives remain nameless. That's very important to know because they're gonna throw Ms. Roberts under the bus as though she said it, she did not say it. So Tubman, this is a continuation of the, of the article. Tubman is somewhere in heaven eating her rice and shaking her head at all the stupidity that decided to befall us right before Mercury takes out its microbraids. Okay. And then they have a string of celebrities who are providing um, feedback on like this atrocity, the idea, not the people. But it First of all, don't take my black card. I haven't seen Harriet yet. I mean to, though. I am going to. I will. But ain't that a mess? Think about that. Somebody thought that. But you gotta look real close at the picture, though. I'm not into blackface or nothing like that. But I see some structural things that, if y'all did want to put some stuff on Julie Roberts' face, it might work. And I don't want to say nothing about Julia Roberts' acting ability. I think I just need to stop now because to me, Julia Roberts can do no wrong in isolation of this conversation because she would be the wrong Harriet for sure. It is the holiday season, and we are in the season of gift giving and gift exchanging. And um, I'm proudly employed um, by an organization that identifies as Black, so it's been kind of cool, like planning for the season, like with an overlap of like culture and tradition and learning and stuff like that so i'm really cool because you know having worked for predominantly white educational institutions 
Like when you start talking about the holidays, there's a lot of like spiked eggnog talk and like just getting inebriated with your fellow colleague talk that just never really appealed to me. Even when I did drink, I didn't want to get drunk with nobody from work. But thank God for deliverance. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway, I read this article that I thought was like pretty cool around gift giving for the holiday. Um, I should have mentioned my job without sharing one of the things that we're going to do. I had never... I never participated in a, like a Kwanzaa exchange. Anyway, we're having a Kwanzaa exchange, which is cool because we're going to exchange like homemade gifts and like Kwanzaa cards and stuff like that, which I think is really cool. Um, I also like the idea of like educating our children on the historical relevance of Kwanzaa um, and also like the tenets of Kwanzaa that I think are important. If I have kids, I'm actually going to be a Kwanzaa person. Just because I like the, the principles associated and there are ways to teach those principles and activities that families can do, especially with school being out and stuff. Anyway, I found this article called Reuse Gifts No Longer So Taboo. And I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. The article, um, actually, I found on LinkedIn. I'll just read a little bit of it. Um, whether it's to save money or to reduce their carbon footprint, almost 50% of Americans said they would give used apparel as gifts, according to Accenture data. Even more said they would welcome such presents themselves. This trend is being mainly driven by young consumers. 80% of Gen Z shoppers said they plan to give thrifty gifts according to a survey from an online thrift giant ThreadUp. With the secondhand market slated to grow to $51 billion by 2023, expect reused gifts to be more, to become more acceptable. Um, so we've already been doing that, right? We've been re-gifting things. We've been having white elephant parties and all kinds of stuff to share things that perhaps... Because you know that old saying that like one man's trash is another man's treasure? I think that would be particularly... Suit that That's a comment that might work for like house goods and stuff like that. Um, I wanted a Keurig at one point. And... I would notice like a lot of them at thrift stores. I couldn't pull myself to buy a Keurig from a thrift store. But if my friend had a Keurig and then they were getting rid of it, and I knew what house it would be in, I may not say no. I don't know. I'm also a little bit of a germ freak. I don't. I don't want to be put my. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. No. I don't know. Clothes would be odd to me. Like it would be odd to me to get a re-gifted item. The item would have to be very nice. It would have to be something that the person didn't use um, or, you know, or, or took care of very well. Like, I could see receiving, like, a cashmere sweater um, or, um, you know, like, a very expensive pair of something or other. Um, but I'm kind of weird. But I also think that, like, okay, so if you're going to re-gift any type of clothing item, in any way, sure, before you just need to take to the dry cleaners first. I just need to get that off my chest. 
Like, you, you're responsible for ensuring that it's clean before you give it to somebody else. If you're planning on getting anything, because you clean it up, just get you a wet wipe and just kind of wipe off the stuff that you're trying to give to other people. This is my perspective. But I think that we all should try to do some level of re-gifting. And a part of that is that we have, we're a nation, a generation of people that have so much. And essentially when we get tired of stuff, we just kind of throw it away. And we could probably think of things in our home that we can re-gift to other people that would be of value to them, like, and wrapped up. Like if you're a shoe head and you wear a size 15 or 14 and you got some shoes you only wear once, I'll be honest with you. I have some spray <laughs> and if I like the shoes, I'll buy them. I wear them. I like shoes. Uh, but yeah, I think that the holidays are really weird because like on one hand you have to find a way to like be a thoughtful gift giver and give people what they want. but. Also, you have to be careful not to like fall into this pattern of like wasting money, over investing in things that people don't like, like giving things, people things that don't have meaning, um, taking out credit cards and lines of credit to like fulfill like false hopes. For, I mean, just we have a lot of things that we do that we shouldn't do, right? And so. It's subjective, right? You know what you do that you shouldn't do. I know what I do that I shouldn't do. But I'm really gonna try to be more, like a more thoughtful gift giver this year. Like, because it cost me so much to travel that by the time that I've gotten there, got a rental car, got a hotel, got all this stuff, like, I'm like, is the gift that I came? Or, <laughs> you know, just, yeah. So, anyway. If y'all gonna be re-gifting, please know folks' size. Folks get real offended when they get a gift that's too small for them. Okay? I guess this is Gen Z because I don't think Generation X and the Millennials are gonna really be... Well, maybe the Millennials might, I don't know. But I don't want no old clothes necessarily. 